0: Hello, Community Health Center Advocates. This is Jennifer Turner and welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. Today, I'm joined by the advocacy extraordinaire, Kristen St. John, Deputy Director of Grassroots Advocacy. This week, Kristen received the great honor of being named one of the top 21 advocates in 2021 by the Advocacy Association. So a big round of applause to Kristen. Today is Wednesday, November 17th, 2021, and here's the latest in advocacy and more in minutes. A close colleague to both Kristen and I, Susan, received a call yesterday that no parent wants to receive. Her 18-year-old daughter, along with a group of her friends, were racially profiled near their college. The scene she described was very much like what many have seen, heard about, and experienced by far too many young Black people. The trauma this young lady endured and named is what we know what we now know increases rates of heart disease and maternal mortality among African American, Native American, and Latinx communities. Community health centers are leading the way in identifying and recognizing the deadly toll that social determinants of health take on medically underserved communities. Every day, community health centers are providing innovative, equitable care, and attributing dignity to our neighbors. Contact your members of Congress today to ensure that CHCs have the funds needed to continue fulfilling our mission. These healthcare homes serve as a place to strengthen and rebuild physical, dental, mental, and emotional health that is broken down by persistent injustice. Ask Congress to invest in community health center capital and primary workforce today. Kristen, what's this week's update on the Hill?
1: Thanks, Jennifer. This week on the Hill, we are expecting the Congressional Budget Office to release the cost estimate on the Build Back Better Act, as well as the House planning to vote by the end of this week, uh, Friday, November 19th. The release of the CBO scorecard will help Speaker Nancy Pelosi to stick to her most recent timeline of voting on the Build Back Better Act by the end of this week, although realistically the vote could slip into early next week. After the bill passes the House, we expect the Senate to amend the legislation, which would require the House to pass the bill again before sending to President Biden. The timeline to finish the legislation may be pushed to the end of this year or even after the new year as more immediate issues fill up the legislative schedules such as the December 3rd deadline to fund the government and raise the debt ceiling. Also from the Hill, another continuing resolution seems likely. As Congress struggles to negotiate the FY22 appropriations compromise before December 3rd deadline, another continuing resolution is expected to be necessary. Continuing resolutions um, will keep the funding level, including funding for, for community health centers. Some would like the CR to continue through mid to late December, while others have suggested it to go until February or March, 2022.
0: Jennifer. Thank you for the update, Kristen. In a segment called Using Data to Tell Your Story, we are taking a look at how the environmental crisis could dwarf COVID. The National Institute of Health Care Management NIHCM notes, despite pandemic lockdowns and stay-at-home orders, the United Nations reports that three potent greenhouse gases reached record highs in 2020. These unprecedented contributions to climate change have made extreme weather events more likely to occur with potentially detrimental effects on human health. With the current policies, the hottest regions in North America may be unlivable by the end of this century. You can find out more about this and view associated infographics on your copy of the Washington Update. Kristen, I'll pass the mic over to you to hear about what's going on in the health
1: centers. Kelly Ferris, CEO of the Lee County Cooperative Clinic in eastern Arkansas, the state's oldest community health center, expressed that rural Lee County has dealt with a variety of socioeconomic disparities that may be contributing to vaccine hesitancy among its residents. Ferris emphasized that with the approval of the Pfizer vaccine for younger children, they are heading into schools and setting up a mass texting system for parents to get information at their fingertips. Quote, we are able to reach people who aren't our patients. With the dispel, dispelling myths and just short texts with links to where they can find more information from the CDC or from the Arkansas Department of Health, end of quote, states Ferris, regarding the impact of mass texting and the effort to reach as many parents as possible. Moving over to Montana, Alluvion Health in Great Falls is one of 15 health centers receiving an award to support the Community Vaccine Ambassador Pro- Project. To support the Community Vaccine Ambassador Project, the Centers of Disease Control, or CDC, in partnership with the National Healthcare for the Homeless Council and the National Association of Community Health Centers have awarded $2.3 million to 15 health centers in 12 states. According to the National Healthcare for the Homeless Council, the Vaccine Ambassador Project will focus on increasing COVID-19 vaccine rates among three specific populations – People experiencing homelessness, individuals with substance use disorders, and individuals engaged in sex work. People in those groups are at the are at an increased risk for COVID-19 infections, but have experienced barriers to accessing healthcare and may have low levels of trust in the medical system due to previous experience of trauma or stigma. To learn more about this story, please visit The Washington Update. Jennifer.
0: A new clinic set to offer medical services to women and children is being constructed in Springfield, Missouri, thanks to contributions from the state and a Medicaid benefits provider. Jordan Valley Community Health Center's new facility will offer prenatal and OBGYN services, an outpatient surgery center, and a pediatric clinic housing speech therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and a dental clinic. Quote, this property will allow us to broaden our impact as we try to meet the future demands of the community we are looking at adding housing child care and other programs and think this site will give us the capacity to add these services to benefit our patients that we have the privilege to serve said brooks miller ceo in pennsylvania governor wolf visited the berks community health center's Rockland location last wednesday to help promote their upcoming walk-in COVID-19 vaccination clinic for eligible residents ages five and older. The visit was part of the Wolf administration's efforts to encourage all eligible Pennsylvanians to get vaccinated against COVID-19.
1: This week's Advocacy Leadership Program Spotlight highlights Emily Waite, Policy and Advocacy Coordinator with the Tennessee Primary Care Association. Emily focused her final project on bringing her organization and 31 community health center members back to the basics by reinvigorating interest and engagement in advocacy during the COVID 19 pandemic and maintaining momentum around advocacy. To maximize the wave of change, Emily has shifted focus of advocacy from face-to-face efforts to publishing a weekly Tennessee Primary Care Association policy blog, authoring op-eds with partner organizations or individuals, and focusing significant attention on patient and provider story collection. To learn more about Emily's project and ALP, please visit our website, www.hcadvocacy.org.
0: There are several learning and civic engagement opportunities coming your way this month, One even being tonight, conversations with teen artists who explore racism with their art will be held this evening, Wednesday, November 17th, from 830 to 945 p.m. Eastern Time. For two decades, New York's Epic Theater Ensemble has drawn on the insights and talents of young people, primarily students of color, to, quote, create bold work, and for diverse communities that promotes vital discourse and social change. Joining the session will be one of EPIC's artistic directors, Jim Wallert, and two of its artists, Taylor Bolin and Nakia Smalls, to watch samples of their work and to hear their reflections on it. By the end of the session, it will be clear that young people of color aren't simply aren't simply acted on by the institutions and systems they move within, but are also incisive critics and agents of change within those systems. The session will include a few short video productions and dialogue with the creators along the way. A link to to the registration is found on this week's Washington Update.
1: Another stellar engagement opportunity will be held on Tuesday, November 30th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. The Health Center Workforce, Fire Chat with the U.S. Surgeon General. Join NAC and industry peers for webinar supporting the Health Center Workforce. This session features a fireside chat with U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy, author and CMO Dr. Shantanu Nundi, and Health Center Partners, as well as a welcome and updates from NAC. Please go to www.nac.org to register. On November 22nd at 4 p.m. Eastern, NAC will be hosting a CMS Omnibus COVID-19 Healthcare Staff Vaccination Interim Final Rule Webinar. This will be covering compliance and equitable implementation. The webinar will provide an overview of the interim final rule requirements, critical considerations for implementation, best practices for religious and medical exemptions, compliance for board members, how to use a health equity lens to support the workforce and compliance. Registration can be found at www.nac.org, and please note that for this live event, attendance is limited on a first-come, first-served basis. Additionally, you can review NAC's Operational Resource Guide for Employee COVID-19 Vaccine Mandates, also found on our website. For more information or questions, please email regulatoryaffairs at NAC.org. Some quick reminders
0: as we close. To share stories or for further support, please email us at grassroots at nac.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HC Advocacy. CHC's community health centers are unique and cannot be replaced. Remind your lawmakers by tweeting your story and tagging them every day. And as always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy.